the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to the Stairway to Heaven. We're coming to you bringing insights into the ever-changing high-frequency currents now baiting the planet and their effect on us all. The source of vital information for the evolving human being. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. If everything is energy, what happens when the frequency changes? The purpose of Stairway to Heaven is to provide tools to steward us through the rapidly changing frequency currents that are impacting everything on the planet and beyond. In this episode, we'll revisit and expand our understanding of these currents, where they may be coming from, and their far-reaching implications. Albert Einstein beautifully summed up this phenomenon when he said, Everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. One thing we can count on, nature is never static. Although it might be cyclic, it's ever-changing. With these changes come variations in the ambient frequency experienced on the planet. If indeed, as Albert suggests, any shift in frequency impacts reality, this opens up an entire new world as the ambient frequency on the planet either rises or falls. The amazing impact of frequency on matter was demonstrated by German physicist and musician Ernest Chladni. Sometimes labeled as the father of acoustics, his most important work included research using vibrating plates of sand. Chladni's technique, first published in 1787 in his book Discoveries in the Theory of Sound, consisted of drawing a violin bow over a piece of metal whose surface was lightly covered with sand. The plate was bowed until it reached resonance when the vibration causes sand to form distinct and repeating patterns. These patterns would remain present in the sand as long as the note was sustained. When the note was changed, the sand would go into chaos until another resonant note was maintained. The sand would then form another unique pattern that would also remain as long as the note was held. The patterns formed by this method are now called Chladni figures. 
The Chladni figure formed by each individual note can be exactly replicated each time the same note is introduced to the sand. This leaves one wondering if what he discovered was also the origin of written language, symbols actually drawn by sound, sound made visible. Regardless, sound is frequency, and should we view the medium of sand as an example of the quantum soup of life, it demonstrates how different frequencies impact the quantum level where physical manifestation originates. Which figure formed in the sand is, was and is totally dependent upon the note being sounded. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. There are cyclic galactic events, positions, and relationships that impact the frequency of the planet. These have been shown to affect the course of human life and evolution. The ambient frequency of the Earth is impacted by its relative positioning in the larger scheme of things as it loops its way through the galaxy. Some portions of the galaxy through which the Earth cyclically passes contain more light or higher frequency than others. This variation of frequency dictates many things on the planet, including human consciousness. The shorter and more easily grasped example of frequency variations caused by the Earth's cyclic positioning is the four seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. These seasons occur because the Earth is tilted on its axis relative to the orbital plane that it travels around the Sun. Earth's axis is an invisible line that runs through its center from pole to pole, around which it rotates. The axis is tilted in such a way that as the Earth travels around the Sun, different portions of her surface face the Sun more directly. In June, when the northern hemisphere is tilted towards the Sun, the Sun's rays hit it for a greater part of the day in, than in the winter. This means it gets more hours of daylight. The more hours of daylight and exposure to the sun's rays, the more light or frequency present. In December, when the northern hemisphere is tilted away from the sun, there are few hours of daylight, reducing the light and frequency, resulting in winter. Every year, without fail, we experience the four seasons. Yet each season varies from year to year, with no two being exactly the same. This holds true in the more far-reaching galactic cycles, though it's more difficult to perceive as it may take numerous lifetimes or multiple ages to shift. The intensity of light or frequency the Sun radiates to the planet is dictated by its relative positioning in the galaxy and the frequency present there. As we left the last high-frequency portion of the galaxy encountered on our path at the close of the Leonian Age, well over 12,000 years ago, the Sun moved into a less highly charged portion of the galaxy. We entered what we'll call the Long Dark, a polarized, low-frequency time. During the Long Dark, there was less light, resulting in reduced conscious awareness and less direct access to information. Humans were left with only myths, legends, and ceremonies passed down from more enlightened times. During the Long Dark, we were limited to a dogmatic adherence to rituals. Many of us are still locked down in this dogma today. As we now enter the portion of the galaxy characterized by the age of Aquarius, the Sun is once again moving into a higher frequency area of the galaxy. This increased bandwidth of light is bathing interplanetary space, causing a rise in frequency, supported expanded consciousness, unity, and enlightenment. 
The aforementioned galactic events have been charted by many sciences, including the Mayan calendar, developed by Mayan practitioners who were both mathematician and shaman. The Mayan calendar is a very accurate map of galactic positions and the resulting cyclic frequency shift experienced by the Earth. The calendar is also somewhat prophetic, as through it a proficient scholar can accurately predict trends based upon the changes each set of frequencies promotes, which Chladni figure is setting the stage of human events, if you will. Unfortunately, many less than proficient pseudo-scholars, through misinterpretation and giant leaps of logic, have come up with inaccurate predictions supposedly based on the Mayan calendar. An example is the prediction the world would end on 12-21-12 rather than that general time indicating a shift in frequency marking a new era. These false alarms have eroded the perceived value of the Mayan calendar and many other valuable methods of prediction and guidance from the ancients. Each set of frequencies and resulting Chladni figures offers a different configuration in which events manifest, making some more likely than others. These cyclic events are also reflected in the astrological ages and the procession of equinoxes as studied by both ancient and modern astrologers and astronomers. Each of the twelve astrological ages and the procession of equinoxes indicates the Earth's relative positioning in the galaxy and the resulting frequency influences to be found in each configuration. Even our modern-day personal horoscope are based on the position and frequency influences of heavenly bodies on the day, time, and location of our birth. The resulting frequency influences are embedded in our psyche, manifesting traits and tendencies that follow us throughout our lifetime. However, how we choose to manage and express these traits is totally up to the individual. When reading a horoscope, well-trained practitioners triangulate the information of the birth frequency with the current astrological frequency on the planet to direct their client as to what currents they can expect to manifest in their lives. Again, outcome is not predestined. How the client chooses to manage the currents is a personal choice. Ultimately, one's choices impact the results. The astrological reading can only point out the raw materials at hand. Basically, the astrologer is mapping the incoming wave. Then it's up to how we choose to surf it. Or be swept under, as the case may be. The galactic frequency phenomenon noted and charted by the ancients is now being substantiated by the findings of modern-day scientists. As an example, Dr. Dmitriev, a Russian scientist, has observed an increase in the plasma on the leading edge of the sun's magnetic field. He believes this is the result of the sun's magnetic field moving into an area of the galaxy where the energy is more highly charged. The increase in charge is causing excitation of the plasma on the leading edge of the sun's heliosphere, instigating more plasma to form and resulting in more luminosity or higher frequency. The energy is also flowing into the sun, causing it to emit increased frequency along its ecliptic or equatorial Ed, plane, saturating in a planetary space. Dmitriev has observed that solar emissions are traveling much more quickly, charging up the energy or frequency of the planets as their electromagnetic or toroidal fields interact with that of the sun. The increase in luminosity is impacting all those living on the planet as well as the planet herself. 
These times and influences have been recorded as well as prophesied by nearly every indigenous culture. Our sun cyclically passes through this high-frequency portion of the galaxy. Yet, it's been so long since we were here last, there's no memory or practical information to go on. We have only missed legends, prophecies, and the sciences of the ancients such as shamanism, astrology, and the Mayan calendar to guide us. As Einstein pointed out, frequency dictates reality. The ambient frequency of our planet is rapidly rising, resulting in an evolution of reality. In short, all the rules are changing. We can no longer take the events of the past and use them to predict the future, as our future has become unprecedented. Even if we attempt to deliver and delve deeper into the history of past cycles, it was so long ago that much information has been lost. Add to that, no two cycles are exactly the same, and we're still left floundering. As the Piscean age gives way to that of Aquarius, the frequency resonances are changing due to the shift in our relative positioning in the galaxy. In effect, we are at the stage in Shaladni's experiment when one note gives way to another and the sand goes into chaos before the next figure takes form. This is evidenced by the global turmoil we're experiencing at this time. We have the pandemic, social upheaval, mass shootings, riots, political unrest, major disruptions in supply chains, failing economies, global warming, climate change, unprecedented fires, droughts, floods, atypical weather patterns, and shrinking habitats. Clearly, the ways supported by the old configuration of frequencies are now rapidly failing. Individuals, corporations, and governments are scrambling to patch it up, to return to normal, but the frequency configuration for the old normal is gone, the new one yet to form, and we now find ourselves in the chaos between notes. As with the influences of the horoscope, how we choose to respond to the frequencies at hand will ultimately dictate outcome. So how are we to find our way in this shifting landscape? If we explore how the ancient peoples found guidance for over 50,000 years, we see they turn to their shaman and wise ones. In times of great change through sacred sites, trance states, and ceremonies, these practitioners attune themselves and their people to the frequencies of the earth and stars to maintain balance with the ever-changing frequencies of the universe and the resulting reality shifts on the planet. This is the purpose of many seemingly mysterious sites. There are very similar principles underlying most all ancient power structures, such as Stonehenge, the pyramids, sacred mounds, medicine wheels, early cathedrals, and more. They were constructed using sacred geometry along with earth and stellar influences to focus ceremonies designed to bring people into balance with the ever-changing energies of heaven and earth. While many ceremonies were performed on the solstice and equinox, or according to lunar cycles, earth connection can be achieved at any time of year by engaging the rites. Let's look at the scientific principles behind earth connection. To do so, we need to understand the toroidal field. A torus is a surface generated by a closed curve rotating around but never intersecting or containing a vertical axis in its own plane. <laughs> there is much speculation that under the right circumstances, toroidal fields have the potential of perpetual motion. 
the galaxy, sun, and all the planets spin, creating electromagnetic fields around them in the form of a torus. The Earth spins on her axis and around her iron core, she creates an electromagnetic field as well. These electromagnetic fields are in the form of tori and extend well beyond the body creating them, interacting with other heavenly bodies. As above, so below. The human body also generates an electromagnetic field in the form of a torus. This occurs as the heart pumps blood in a spiral formation spinning the red blood cells. The red blood cells contain iron, much like the Earth's core, and when they spin they create the electromagnetic field of the human body. The human electromagnetic field enters through the crown and exits through the perineum with a crown corresponding with the Earth's North Pole and the perineum the South. As long as the Earth spins or the human heart beats, these electromagnetic or toroidal fields are in constant motion. When the human electromagnetic field is in alignment with that of the Earth, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of the human aura are supported and empowered by the Earth's toroidal field and the current frequencies found therein. To the degree we're out of alignment, we create drag, resulting in wear, tear, and loss of power. Newton's First Law An object that's in motion will not change its velocity unless an unbalanced force acts upon it. This is known as uniform motion. If we consider Newton's law, the advantage of aligning our toroidal field with that of the Earth becomes glaringly obvious. To the degree that we're out of alignment, we become unbalanced. Considering the sheer mass of the Earth, it's no mystery who'll lose in that little equation. When we're in alignment with the electromagnetic or toroidal field of the Earth, we're in cooperation with and empowered by her. Drag creates friction, and friction wears things out. To the degree that we're not in alignment with the way life works, we're in effect pushing against the river. When we're in alignment, our intent is pushed by the river. This is the key behind manifestation, which we'll also address in Stairway to Heaven episodes. So how do we work this? During the lower frequency times when shamanism, magic, and for that matter religion became more dogmatic, an important component was lost, that of embodiment. During the less expansive times, we lost sight of the fact that the rituals were in and of themselves beside the point. Ceremony was originally designed to help us align with the current frequency on the planet. Only through conscious alignment with and responsible directing of universal power through our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies can we take advantage of the frequency at hand and effect a change at the quantum level. It's through interaction with the quantum level of life we're able to effect physical change in the world. Ultimately, the practitioner is the tool, as universal power is accessed and channeled through their electromagnetic earth connection. Like all other tools, the practitioner must be refined and kept sharp in order to be effective. To the degree that a person is processed, in alignment, and of good intent, the power has a clear channel to move into the world, as the light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. To access this power, we need to gain and maintain a solid earth and stellar connection. This can be achieved by studying and performing appropriate traditional ceremonies from any culture. It can also be accomplished through taking time to align with the natural world. 
One technique is to step outside and greet the dawn with a statement of our intent for the day. Checking in at noon to see if we're on task with our intent and making the necessary course adjustments. And finally, giving prayers of gratitude at sunset for what we accomplished and achieved during the day. Another tried and true method is to go outside and perform ceremony in the solstice and equinox, or phases of the moon. This can be as simple as studying what each supports, and then compose and recite prayers or statements of intent accordingly. As long as you strictly adhere to the universal principles of nature, follow the rules of ceremony, and do everything in its season, you can trust your ability to become empowered through the currents of life. The increase in frequency is offering us as individuals an opportunity to involve into our own inner knowing and authority. For this evolution to take place, we must process through personal imbalances the increase in frequency is forcing to the surface. Sometimes this can be done on one's own, other times professional counseling or spiritual coaching may be needed. Bear in mind, none of us has arrived. When confronted with rapidly rising frequencies and shifting realities, we're all a work in process. Earth, as the Earth moves into ever-increasing light during these times of intense transformation, the evolving currents affect us all. Much is being revealed within as well as without. As a result, we're going through deep initiation individually and in mass. Sometimes we can feel isolated in this process and lose perspective as it to our place in the larger scheme of things. You're not alone. We are in this together. Many of us sense that something monumental is going to take place in our lifetimes, that we came to make a difference. Because of the increased frequencies, we now have the opportunity to turn these powerful currents into tools of healing and evolution, rather than suffering and denial. Thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Stairway to Heaven, where we provide updates on the energetic currents facilitating our evolution into conscious, powerful co-creators. As I'm sure you've noticed, not only do the Stairway of Heaven episodes stand alone, but they weave together to form a map to evolution and personal empowerment as we enter the new era. Within each episode, you can find additional information, guidance, and techniques to aid your journey. To revisit this or any of our past episodes, visit our archives at www.stairwaytoheavenmedia.com. If you'd like to find out more about me, my school, and the evolutionary tools we offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. Until next time, may you be blessed on your sacred path to wholeness. We are here. The time is now. <laughs>